0: All right. Positive Gains is back. My special guest today is Elisa Reyes. You may have seen her from the 90s show All That. Also, she lends her voice as La Cienega Boulevard is in the Proud Family and the Proud Family Louder and Prouder, among many other things. Alicia, thank you for being on today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's, it's really honestly a pleasure to be here. So thanks for your time and energy. I really appreciate that.
0: Thank you. So you've had quite the uh, the career so far. I'm not trying to uh, retire you, um, but you know you you've accomplished a lot. And before we get into a lot of the accolades and things that you've done, I kind of wanted to hear about how you started, how it all came into motion for you.
1: I started around the age I would say seven, eight years old professionally, but I knew at a very young age that I wanted to be on TV. I was the one that was telling my tribe, telling my mother, telling my family, you know, that I wanted to be on Sesame street. I was trying to stick my head in the TV and my mother goes, that's not the way you're going to get on TV. So we took some really um, funny uh, four by sixes that were in black and white um, in the eighties, not to age myself. Cause I like to think of myself as immortal. Ha ha ha. Um, and we sent them out and crossed our fingers and, you know, do the sign of a cross and ask God to please have an agent or a manager, any rep, you know, acknowledge me because I was someone that had no experience. I had a lot of artistic training in regards to like dancing, gymnastics, singing, you know, doing things within the arts as a young child. But I was very new to the acting world and I had an agency reach out by the name of Tracy's Kids and, you know, she brought me in for an appointment uh, because every now and then agents and managers do have what I like to call not necessarily an open call. But if they see, you know, a diamond in the rough or whatever, you know, right. uh, they'll they'll bring them in and and give them an opportunity. It's like that uh, quote from Eminem song. You only get one chance. Do not miss your chance to blow because opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Right. So right. I went in there and I cold read a script, Cole read me. You know, reading a script for the first time. I think it was like a, a script from Smuckers, Jams, and Jelly, you know, something cute like that. And a couple minutes later, she brought my mom in and said, I love your daughter. I see something really unique in her. I was like crying and elated. And she signed me. Wow. And I experienced auditioning for the first time. And I got really blessed that in 1990, I was able to join Screen Actors Guild, which is now called SAG After, which is our union for actors. And uh, I booked a Honey Nut Cheerios national commercial, which allowed me to join the union. Um, And uh, ever since then, you know, I was very blessed to, you know, work on TV and film. But I paid my dues in a lot of different ways. You know, a lot of people don't know, but I did background work. I was doing commercials, industrials. I was doing commercial print modeling, runway modeling, fit modeling, whatever I could do to get myself out there and absorb things like a sponge. And I was very blessed to have a very supportive mother, God rest her soul. And uh, yeah, the rest kind of just opened up Pandora's box and I just kept on the grind and the hustle even as a child into my adulthood.
0: Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize you had done so much um, you know, behind the scenes things. Uh, a lot of that I think gets lost in, in translation for people that don't know, obviously like mm-hmm. myself. So I'm glad you you're able to share that. Um, Cause I think a lot of people think that it's just Flash in the pan and then there it is. And I don't know. I guess for some people maybe it happened like that, but more time and time again, I'm I'm listening and understanding that it really was a journey. Um before maybe the the big one per se.
1: Yes, totally.
0: And so that leads me into to all that. Um I uh I obviously was a 90s kid and um I had my whole lineup. So I would I would watch um, my brother and me snick yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um i had it all planned out my brother and me and then i think that went off and then there was adventures of pete and pete and then yeah. all that and then are you afraid of the dark and then all, and mm-hmm. all those things and it was hard to really get me off the couch but for all that um i always thought it was interesting that um for me that was like a tv show that was like very diverse um and it, you know like sketch comedy i, I couldn't Wrap my head around the fact that these were kids but they were doing so many different skits and i begged my mom please take me to universal studios you know i want to i i can't do the show but i want to be there i want to i want to get slimed. you know i want to i want to experience something so nickelodeon was big for me um especially your show so when you uh when you got the call that uh might be a possibility um, you know, what, what emotion was going through, uh, what age were you too? um, look like maybe high school.
1: Um, I was 12 going into my ninth, uh, grade year, which like legit when I found out by the grace of God that I got all of that, I was literally starting high school. Wow. <clears throat> so, um, but I have no regrets, you know, I was in and out of a school called the uh, professional performing arts school, which was the old fame school in Manhattan, New York. That's where okay. I'm from. And I was majoring in musical theater in high school. So it was a school that was equipped for actors. I went to school alongside like Alicia Keys and Claire Danes and Britney Spears and so forth. And um, it was a public school. Um, And, you know, they would send you your academics and all that stuff. But, you know, in the later years of my life, I ended up like doing homeschooling for a little bit and kind of changing things up because it's it's hard, you know, starting off as a kid. You know, you are kind of swept away from your everyday regimen, but I will say this, this was all me wanting to do this. So, I remember just to backtrack, I had gotten a call from my manager at the time after, you know, finally kind of, you know, um getting my feet wet within the business and having a couple credits under my belt and she said, there's an open casting call to Nationwide Search. Uh they're looking for diverse kids. That are just smunky, full of life, you know, and that can do stand up comedy and maybe prepare their own shtick um, and be able to come up with some characters. And I remember saying to my mom, like, Well, I don't really have a stand up comedy background, and I don't really know 100% exactly what I'm going to do, but I'm going to go in and be fearless. This is an opportunity to audition for something that was a series regular role and it was like it, it was called an untitled sketch comedy show for Nickelodeon. So oh, I remember okay. going into the Viacom building in Times Square. It's where they used to shoot like T well they shoot I think T-R-L. they still shoot TRL. Uh-huh. And they gave me a script and I remember, you know, I also had to come up with my own comedy routine. So my mom and I were like working for hours and days on a comedy routine and I used to have a lot of hats on my wall as a teenager. So my mom was like, what if you took all the hats and put them in a bag and kind of call it a grab bag. So every hat you try on, you become a different entity, a different character. So, I mean, I went from making fun of myself to making fun of my family members, doing a Brooklyn accent, a Southern accent, you know, singing, doing a Latina accent, because I'm half Dominican and I'm also Italian and Irish. So Whatever I could do to show them that I was fearless. And then, of course, I did a script that they supplied me with. Well, seven auditions later. Wow. Siete. Okay. (laughs) By that time, I think I knew the receptionist's name. You know, I kicked my feet up on the coffee table when I was in the waiting room. Right. (laughs) And I knew they really liked me. I think it was between me and another girl that was a lot older. And I remember looking at the other girl and I was like, mommy, I got this. She's too old because she was probably (laughs) pushing 17, 18. And I was like, you know, freshly 12, turning 13. And uh, yeah, I got the call from my manager that you're going to Universal Studios, Florida, which I was stoked about because as a teenager, I probably only traveled to a handful of states in my lifespan. So who doesn't like Florida? So to go to Florida was just exciting. And my mom basically dropped everything so I could pursue my career. She had a really good job that she was established doing for the board of education. And, wow. you know, I, I, I was really blessed because that's the hardest thing is like, you have to be at the beck and call to these opportunities. Right. Cause if you don't take it, somebody else will. And Keenan Thompson and I were the last of the Mohegans casted for Um, all that. And I remember, you know, I was the only one from New York that got (laughs) cast. So that was really awesome and getting off the plane and being straight taken to um, the trailer where we had to get tutored. And that's where I met my cast members and I'll never forget meeting them and going, God, we're all so different. This is going to be really a special magical frequency. And when we did our first table read all the way to like rehearsing on set, like I knew even just now talking about it gives me goosebumps. I knew it was something magical. And how cool of it a name, all that. like Right, and, yeah. And, and TLC singing the theme song and getting a chance to meet all these different artists and working with just the creators and the directors. It just honestly was a, it was a rebirth awakening. It changed my life. And I would do it all over again if I could.
0: And so Van, you know, with with that experience, um, I know for for a lot of people, it seemed like, it kind of gave them an avenue into different things um obviously some people got uh like spinoffs other people Uh did other things and so for Mm -hmm. you did did you feel like that like all that was then the um not the masterpiece but like okay I've done this and now that was over now I'm gonna shoot in and, and do something over here like did obviously did that experience help you um, into the
1: future. Oh, yeah, it was a platform for me. I mean, Brian Robbins, who was the creator of the show, who was uh, who was the president of Nickelodeon, now the president of Paramount. Um, you know, I, I feel really blessed that they gave me the opportunity to, you know, have that as a platform. Nickelodeon was a great sounding platform for me. Um, but after three seasons, I was the one that decided not to renew my contract. They wanted me to come back, but I got offered to be a series regular on a Peter Ingle show. Peter Ingle did Save by the Bell. He created Save by the Bell. So I later went on to a scripted sitcom called One World that aired on Teen NBC, and I won a Hollywood Reporter Award for Best Actress for the role of Marcy Blake. It was about adopted brother and sisters um, that lived in Miami. Um, and, uh, even though we shot it in California <laughs> <laughs> and it was a great platform for me. Cause then I went to doing that for another like three or four years. And I became a part of that kind of that Saturday, you know, uh, afternoon, you know, uh, more, you know, teen going into young adult, um, age range. Right. And it was a great transition because they say comedy is the hardest thing for an actor to do, let alone to do it at a young age. But I feel like it was time for me to do films and, you know, oh, other okay. TV shows. And I wanted to experience a different frequency. It was a very hard decision. I missed my tribe immensely. But I knew that if it was meant to be, I would have a recircle moment. Hence, right. why God blessed me, you know, to be a part of the reboot um, in 2019, reprising my role of Kiki the Island Girl and playing new mm-hmm. characters and helping pass down the torch to the new generation. So. You know, that kind of fulfilled me, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. So it almost all came uh, full circle, full circle excuse yeah. me, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you, then you uh, I don't know if it was in between, but I know you did an ER episode. I'm a big ER fan. Um, I know you did uh, Boston Public.
1: So I was a recurring on Boston Public. I was on ER as a guest star. I guest starred on uh, Six Feet Under uh, with Add a Trace, NYPD Blue. I was a reoccurring on a show called American Family, which aired on PBS. And what I loved about that show was an all Latin cast. So like uh, Edward James Omos played my father on the show. Sonia Braga played my mother. Isai Morales was like, you know, a sibling. Raquel Welsh was on the show. I played the younger version of an actress named Rachel Ticketon. Um, and, and I was alongside, um, some amazing Latin actors, um, Gregory Nagava, who directed the movie Selena which Jennifer Lopez was the director, um, as well for my show that I was on. So, um, I've done a lot of great things, you know, I was really blessed to kind of get my feet wet within the TV industry. And then later on, I've, I've, I've done film as well. And, uh, then I kind of got into radio for a little bit. I had a couple radio shows on Sirius Radio. Had my own show on Blog Talk Radio called the Lisa Reyes Show. And then I got a call to audition for The Proud Family, which um, is now airing new episodes on Disney Plus. And it's not a reboot; it's a revival. So it's all the original cast members, um, and with some new cast members uh, just going from tween to teen, but. The Proud Family, when I started that around, I think, 2000, that was something immensely magical because that was my first big voiceover gig. Oh, okay. And, you know, when I had the opportunity to audition for that and meet the creator, uh, Bruce Smith, and work with, uh, you know, uh, the producer, Ralph Farquhar and the whole Disney tribe um, I knew that was something similar to an all that, but just a different frequency. Everyone always asks me, what's it like working for Disney Nickelodeon? (laughs) Same frequency at the same time, different frequency, two amazing networks. You cannot compare it's apple and oranges, but it's just. their amazing kid-friendly content that I do, you know, and um, you know, you can't really compare, but it's all love, if that makes any sense. And uh, yeah, proud family was something I was really proud about. So no pun intended. So coming back, doing it now, and it's, you know, airing as we speak, um, that was another full circle moment and not a lot of people get that opportunity. So I feel immensely blessed to now, especially that I'm a new mom being able to do kid friendly content mm-hmm. and just help spread that frequency, you know, to previous fans and new fans and existing fans and all that good stuff.
0: Yeah. And especially with, with, uh, the proud family, um, you know, again with the network, they like the lineup. You know, the Proud Family yeah. aired, and then there was so many different shows in between. So like, it, it keeps you hooked because you you know you yeah. don't want to miss it. And then now with the uh, you know the, the revival of it, um, what I found was real interesting. I, I'm I'm one episode shy of uh, completing it. My kids already watched it. They're like little.
1: Oh, you haven't seen the one with Lizzo. No. Oh, Um, you're like, wasn't it fun with, um, CeeLo? Wasn't he great as the Panda? (laughs) I just want to hear that song on repeat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing, like they, uh, they didn't make them grow up too fast. You know, it was just like a little jump, but it was enough for you to understand that they're growing into, you know, young adults now. Right. I like all the, uh, the pop culture, you know, references and, Mm -hmm. um, even some of the, the, like the innuendo, even like for the adults, um, mm-hmm. caught me off guard, but it's funny. So mm-hmm. yeah, the, you know, I really enjoy it. Um, and, and it's funny cause my kids haven't seen a lot of, you know, the one from almost 20 years ago. They're oh, just, wow. They're just hooked on this one. I keep telling them, well, you gotta watch and, you know, put it on. You all gotta together. binge watch yeah. and then
1: watch the movie and then it'll <laughs> make exactly. sense. Exactly.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I really appreciate that as, as far as, you know, the way that the, the creators have been able to, you know, get just about everybody back. And then the way that um, the story's gone so far, um, again, the, the creativity is just, you know, it's top notch.
1: It's great. You know, we even have a reimagined new theme song. Right. And um, we now have EJ Johnson that joined the uh, cast and, it, you know, amazing lineup of guest stars. And, and what's been great is, you know, a lot of, a lot of celebrities have been a fan of the show. So it's yeah. like, they were the ones that wanted to be on it, you know, like, and, and the fact that it was also such a diverse show. I mean, my, my motto is, and what I've been saying alongside all of my, um, I think my co-stars are saying the same thing and we all can relate to this is that it was a, it was a program then and it is a program now that always stayed the same frequency and always stayed the authentic organic self that it was. The only difference is, is people are awoke now because of everything that's happening in the world. So you know, we always talked about things that were a little outside the box, but now we can talk about activism and LGBTQ community and we can talk about, you know, same-sex marriage and we can talk about all these things that maybe back then we weren't really able to talk about, but now it's like an enlightening moment, you know? But at the same time, when the proud family first aired, we were uniquely different. The only right. difference is, is that we were kind of like what I like to call a United nations melting pot podcast of a cartoon. You didn't really get, you didn't really have the opportunity to see such a diverse cast of mm-hmm. people, you know, and now being a girl, that's of mixed descent, a little boy and girl can sit down and be like, mommy, I look like her. I look like him, right. you know, or, that's a relatable topic and we hope that families now that watch the show can put their cell phones away, sit down as a family. Cause this is really meant for six to 60. That is the age demographic we market and everyone could sit down and just get a good chuckle and yeah. not worry about what's on the news right now right, and just exactly. enjoy the present moment, you know, and we'll just take you on a ride for that half an hour, you know?
0: And, you know, as far as like, voiceover acting is that something that you prefer um to like what is it called live acting like the differences um like is
1: on it, camera rather on than camera, vo- right
0: mm-hmm. is that something that you prefer or does it matter to you
1: oh no i like to do it all i mean i produce i have a documentary out right now called the orange years which is about 80s and 90s nickelodeon nostalgia it's streaming um you can see it on hulu you can see it across the board, just check out rngers.com to find out what's the most convenient way for you to watch it. Um, you know, it's about basically we take you chronologically in order from when Nickelodeon started all the way to like, you know, the female president, Geraldine Labor all the way till now. And we, tr- we tried really hard to catch everything, but there yeah. were so many other actors and shows that we wanted to give, you know, pay homage and respect to, but, um, we feel pretty confidently that fans, uh, reciprocated back in a really positive way. And, and that was, it just made sense for me to be a part of it, not only on camera, but as a producer. Um, so shout out to Scott Barber and the whole orange years tribe, but, um, you know, as far as voice acting goes, I, I, I love it because it allows me to just well, I could if I wanted to show up show up in PJs, but I wouldn't. <laughs> and, but A lot of people don't also realize as being a voice actor, you have to give 110 more of your energy. It's right. all your voice. Uh, but yeah, I love doing everything. It doesn't matter as long as I'm doing something creatively. You know, like uh, this past um, December 2020, I had a film come out called Break Even. Um, it's about four friends that steal $50 million, you know, and we're on the run being chased by cops and DEA and all that stuff and drug dealers, you know, this is definitely an adult film, you know, (laughs) so, you know, uh, you know, 18 and over, but um, you know, I, I, I love just being in the arts. That is what completes my soul. Mm -hmm. So as long as I'm working, like even when I'm not on set, when I'm able to, I coach acting to adults and kids right now I'm doing everything via like video because of the pandemic. I used to do in-person you know, workshops and seminars and classes when I was able to, I like to give back, you know, because I know what the parents are going through, but I know what the kids are going through as well. And I supply like this whole academic lineup for my clients and students. And it, it brings joy. You know, I love, I love being a teacher. So, you know, as long as I'm staying on the grind and hustle of in that frequency, my soul is complete.
0: And a question I had too about the um as far as being an acting coach. So yeah. you're you're reaching so many different people, like adults and kids. Um do you get people in like rural areas that aren't um accustomed or live so close to a you know like a metropolitan city, you know, um do mm-hmm. you do you get clients like that as well?
1: Yeah, I get people that are completely brand new in this business. Okay. I get people that are veterans in this business? I get people that just want to talk to me for advice. I've even I started off kind of as a life coach a little bit, where okay. I was that boost to morale, kind of guiding them with their marketing and branding, and then I segued into more, um, you know, actual audition prep, vocal warm ups, character script development, and breakdown for comedy intensive workshops or theatrical, which is drama, you know, um, voiceover and commercials and so forth. Um, but yeah, I, there's times where I get someone that's kind of in, in a town like yours. You know what I mean? Where it, you know, so what I end up saying to them is, where is your closest major city? Okay. And then that is where we need to hone in and find out what's going on locally within that area. Because that is the area, if you want to pursue acting, where you're going to maybe have to go to uh, to start, you know, you know, I think it's important to have a private coach. That's what mm-hmm. I do right now is private coaching. Okay. But I think it's also imperative to experience an in-person class or a class with other students. But having a private coach is really special because then it's all about you. Whether I do it weekly, biweekly, or once a month, um, because growing up as a kid actor, I had a private coach that I would go to weekly, and then I would go a couple times a month to an in-person class in New York City. Um, so, you know, I try to refer them to databases and websites that's kind of international. That's also within the 50 States. I give them this whole layout of tools that they need. Um, and then I check in with them. I give them homework assignments, you know, and then I give them advice on basically how to start off in the business, taking headshots all the way down to. You know, creating an EP key, which is EPK, which is called an electronic press package that, like, an electronic press kit that you need to kind of pitch yourself, you know. And I'm very big on, you know, staying on top of what's happening now within social media. So, kind of creating a uniformity for yourself and giving you the tools and marketing, you know, things that you need, whether it's a website or social media, or, you know, like I said, creating that package for yourself to help get you out there. But, The main thing is like you were saying earlier, a lot of people think things are going to be handed to them on a silver platter, but you got to give a little to get a little, right? Right. You got to pay your dues. You got to clear that karma. So, you know, no matter, no matter how many classes you take, no matter how much you try to put yourself out there, you just got to keep going. And then eventually, eventually God's going to bless you with something. But at the end of the day, you really got to put forth that energy for the universe to see oh, this is what you want, because I'm big on the law of attraction, what you put out comes back. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, shout out to you for that. I mean, for giving back and, and you know, being a blessing to to other people, because obviously you have a lot of knowledge. And I think there's a lot of um, uh, dishonest people, obviously, out there. So it's always good to hear that, you know, uh, you're laying down the, how this is going to go. I'm not telling you that's guaranteed, right? But this is the way you should do things as opposed to somebody that's, you know, just looking for a, you know, money. Well, group. I
1: have a lot of people and not to interrupt that come to me that, you know, try to hop in to, uh, get other things out of my services, you know, whether it be like, I mean, if you want to sit down and talk to me about my career, that's, that, that's fine. But mm-hmm. there's other ways that you can, you know, utilize that, that hour session with me. Cause right. I have packages that are specified. What you're going to get out of that package, right? So I'm on services such as like Cameo and Vitsig and StarSona, and and I can give you a shout out, and you know I can I can you know um, give you a special message like that. You know sometimes you know people will hop in because they want to just talk to me and because they're a fan, and that's fine. But I also feel there's a time and a place and certain services and platforms to utilize that on, right? Right. right. And and every now and then, you know, I'll catch a client where maybe. Um, a, a, a family member wants their kid to act and you could tell the child's not really feeling it, you know, and, and I will be very honest and be like, you know, listen, I don't really, it's, I don't, it's not about the money. I, I don't want to take your money if the child doesn't
0: right it's want to do
1: this. I, you know, I wanted to do it. I'm the one that was vocal. You know, I have a lot of people that are also influencers that want to transition to acting. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So sometimes I help people with that. And sometimes I'm legit just talking the way we're talking, where you know I just answer a bunch of questions, you know, um, you know, and and you know if I don't feel it's something that I feel comfortable talking about, or if it's right. too personal, then I will be honest. And if you get a little weird, then uh, our session will end, <laughs> or that will be the last time we'll have a session. But I very rarely get someone that's a little offbeat. You know, I I, I do make sure that whoever reaches out to me. I research and check your their social book. media yeah. out. And, you know, if it's not kosher, then see you later. Yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause ain't nobody got time for that. No. Cause right now I'm only coaching a specific amount of people weekly and monthly because I have a, a baby, right? you right. know? So, um, you know, uh, my time is very precious as is everybody else's time. And I don't want to waste anybody's time and energy as I don't want them to waste mine, if that makes any sense.
0: Crystal, crystal clear. Yeah. Um. So with everything that you've done, you know, in your career, again, not trying to retire you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what if you can share, you know, what's next? Um. You know, is there something that you haven't done, like a role that you'd like to do? Or, you know, what what do you got going on?
1: Well, I just experienced something really fun. And I was like, uh, I felt like Bucket List was checked off. I don't have an air date, but I just did Celebrity Family Feud with my Proud Family cast. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I got to finally see Mr. Steve Harvey, who was so sweet. And I can't say anything about, right. you know, what the questions were, if we won or not. But all I have to say is, we played opposite of salt and Pepper, Dougie okay. Fresh, wow. and Kid and Play.
0: All 90s. Wow. Yeah.
1: And it, and it was myself. Kiki Palmer, Kyla Pratt, uh, Paula, who plays True Day, and and then um, Soleil Moon Frye. And uh, it was so, like, iconic, and it was so much fun that we were, like, fanning hardcore just being in that frequency, and Steve Harvey, let's just say that the show... He was having so much fun with all of us that it went from a 30 minute show to, I think it's going to be an hour. That's how entertaining it's going to be. (laughs) (laughs) And hopefully we'll come back, you know, if they'll have us back, but, um, that was really fun. What's been fun about Proud Family is I've been able to do a lot of fun promotions. Like we just had a really fun virtual live premiere, which was for selected invites, but, I mean, that alone, that experience, we did it in an XR studio in Hollywood, California, where basically um, it's like we couldn't do something in person. So we did a live thing for the fans okay. where there was a live performance of the of, of theme song done by the new singer Joyce. And uh, we showed two sneak peek episodes. This was before the show launched on February 23rd. And then like we were getting interviewed by EJ Johnson okay. on sets that looked like um, the high school out of oh, our okay. family. So
0: uh-huh.
1: that was really fun. But no, um, I would say, you know, right now, I'm actually working on some other voiceover projects as well. I can't really say what they are, but all I can give a clue is, I think my gamers might like it, oh, okay. my gamers. Um, and then also, um, of course, you know, my film Break Even is out and The Orange Years is out. I also sing. So I have a couple songs available on streaming services like Spotify and iTunes and Google and, you know, um, you know, all that fun stuff. Um, Because a lot of people don't know that I also sing. So, um, you know, I I used to be in a girl's group back in the day called Three G's. And the the group I was in had a song on the Princess Diary soundtrack called Second Chance. And so, um, you know, I, I launched off doing solo music. And, you know, every now and then when I can record some new stuff, you know, I will. And later on this year, I have some really fun appearances that I'm doing, you know, for some really fun live in-person events and on television, you know, okay. so definitely keep posted. I can't, I can't say anything <laughs> yet, but gotcha. it's definitely going to be fun going into the spring and the summertime. And I'm, I'm working on a couple projects right now that I'm producing and that I'm creating, you know, so. You know, however, like I said, however I can get my hands wet, just staying creative, you know, completes me tenfold. And then just, you know, staying on the grind, you know, yeah. you know, and just enjoying life and enjoying my, my almost eight-month-old daughter, Rosemary.
0: Grow so fast.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's definitely easier now than it was in the first couple of months.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm not
1: as <laughs> sleep-deprived.
0: Right.
1: Do you have a child? Do you have any kids? Two.
0: Yeah, we have two.
1: Okay. How old yeah. are they?
0: uh 12 and
1: 8 okay so it's gonna get easier right gonna get easier <laughs> okay we
0: i don't know we were lucky though uh ours didn't cry at night they slept through the whole night oh we could take them to movies and you know put them in their stroller not stroller um car seat and we would eat popcorn watch the show and they would just sit there so i personally i mean we didn't really go through a lot i've seen a lot so jealous yeah but My daughter wants to sleep
1: with us right now. She's in. Did did you experience that where they wanted to sleep with you?
0: Not really, no. Oh,
1: so like she was in the crib and bassinet, and now she wants to sleep with mommy and daddy this past month because she's doing the whole I could flip over thing. Uh, So we have to get that breathable mesh to put in Mm -hmm. her crib crib, because like her legs were like randomly sticking out of the crib. And I'm like, no to my husband like this is freaking me out <laughs> and then you know we messed up and put her in the bed and now she's like oh I want to be in this bed with this pillow and now we're trying to transition and her and she's like <laughs> we're, you're crazy I don't want to go back in a crib so you know we have to experience the whole letting her cry it out which I, I can't deal because yeah. we have a big connection my daughter and I so she's all about mama mama mama, mama. Right. she says dada but she says mama mama so just wish us luck and send us some good mojo that she goes back into the crib because I need my bed back.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, it'll it all work out. It just, you got to give it time. But the worst honestly is, in my opinion, is the diapers. You know, when you get them ready to go all nice, maybe a Sunday. best. Oh, and then best. they want to
1: tinkle fresh right in the diaper.
0: Yeah. Or, or worse. And now it's going all the way up the car seat and here you are in the church parking lot and the entire outfit. Oh, you're ruined. talking about the
1: blowouts. Yeah. yeah I experienced blowouts. that once or twice, and it was horrible because the first time I didn't know she had a blowout and then I was like why is it a different color on her
0: clothes (laughs) why is it running up the back yeah oh yeah it's terrible
1: it's the word and then you feel so bad because you're stuck in the car and the kid has to sit in the blowout until you can pull over and you're just like oh god I'm so sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's terrible um Let's see. Um, well, you kind of went over the advice, um, but do you have any last words as far as, you know, it can be advice towards people um, general? Um, again, like, yeah, I live in a small town. So if somebody said, I kind of want to do what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you recommend?
1: Well, you know, I, I would say first off, you know, just remember, no matter what you choose to do, we all have our original blueprint is what I like to call it. And so, you know, staying grounded, which I definitely try to take my own advice and, you know, praying and meditating and manifestation is big, 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 you know, I'm big on writing your own mantra. So that means kind of writing your own wish list. You know, I do a vision board every year Mm -hmm. and I definitely try to remind myself, especially when I'm having a hard day, like it's all about what you think and what you say to yourself. Right. Because words are like spells. Right. So, it's imperative for you to speak lovingly and to think lovingly to yourself, and it's easier said than done. You know, it's so funny how one little frequency can just completely ruin our mood, but if you listen to upbeat music, or you say a prayer, or, or you manifest, you know, and you and you meditate and have a second of grounding yourself, whatever that is to you spiritually, you know, um, it, it's funny and amazing how that can just completely you know, enlighten your frequency. Um, you know, I'm not here to Bible thump or preach, but I do believe that it's imperative to have faith, to have optimism and optimism and to have hope, right. Right. Without those things, you know, um, you're going to be what I call in the 3d matrix world in a lower frequency, and you want to really vibrate yourself. So, um, Whether it's being in the arts or just getting a job, you know, whether it's a nine to five or you want to, you know, just pass that class or you want to be able to get up and do a speech in front of your peers. Just remember that God doesn't give you what you can't handle. So I think the most important thing is to just legit love yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have time to love yourself, then what can you do? to create time to love yourself. And that's kind of where I am right now in my life. Like, okay, I need to make time to do my yoga, go on a walk. Okay. Well, how am I going to walk with the baby? Well, guess what? I'm going to experience today after talking to you, my first hike with my daughter and my husband, we are just going to take her on the hike with us. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 you know, if you, if you can't do it alone, then just strap on your back and go, exactly. <laughs> you know? So, and then I feel like, you know, for people that want more information about the arts, we'll find out what's happening locally in your community. Um, one website that I tell a lot of people to join is called backstage.com. Um, you can sign up for their monthly newsletters, but I also have a newsletter that's monthly. So if you go to Elisa Reyes.com, You know, uh, you can sign up for my newsletter and find out what's going on with me. And sometimes I give little tidbits of advice, but yeah, backstage.com is a great way to find out about what's going on in the arts. You know, uh, maybe take a class locally, maybe reach out to me for services, you know, and, and just stay on that grind and create a manifestation for yourself. And, uh, if it's met, it will fall in your lap, but in order to get it to end, you have to put it out. You got to give a little to get a little. That's what I say.
0: That is a, that's a lot of free game right there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> they maybe charge for that. But um, ah,
1: it's all good. yeah, uh,
0: appreciate you uh, sharing that that last piece of um, advice. And, and the, the whole interview, I uh, appreciate you coming out and taking the time out of your busy day, especially being a brand new mom. Um, like you said, sleep deprived. Um, you know, it's not easy, but thank you for, for the content. A lot of your content helped me through my childhood. Um, So I want to thank you for that. And, you know, you're welcome. Well, stay in touch
1: with me for, you know, and, and on a personal level, you know, outside of our interview right now, like shoot me your address. i will send you an autograph.
0: Okay. I appreciate that. (laughs) And
1: definitely stay, definitely, definitely, definitely stay in touch. If you're ever in California, let me know.
0: All right. I most definitely will. Thank you.